You want the USB audio codec. You want it. How are you going to record the podcast without that? You're going to have to rub two stones together. <laughs> and they're going to be like a my, stone's throw away. Sounds like my ex-wife. You rub two stones on her? On, on, on her? What, what happened? <laughs> what would you do there? That's Sounds like my old wife's definition of foreplay. <laughs> yeah, see, that one I can, yeah. <laughs> rub rub two stones in front of your face and say, I wish this was us, but it's not. <laughs> see, these stones are actually flint. It's making sparks. That's not us. All right, good test. Hey everybody, welcome back to Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. My name is Luke Soyan, and with me today is... Jojo Lewis, hello. I just did like a cool point thing, I yeah. went like a wee-oo. I'm doing my best to resist doing my Mark Norman impression. We both are. It's very difficult right now. <laughs> if you guys uh, ever hear him talk, just watch him do stand-up and then you will never get the voice out of your head. It'll be impossible, like you'll want to slip into it all the time. You want to slip into it like a pair of stockings. Oh, God. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. So we're here today. Uh, we haven't been... We So, okay, we started recording a podcast after we saw Doctor Strange. It was actually good. It was a good episode. And then we got drunk, and we walked home, <laughs> and we, we didn't finish, because we, we, we did it on the way to a to Jungle Bird. Which is a pretty sweet bar in, in Sacramento, California. Yeah, this this episode unofficially sponsored by the Jungle Bird in Sacramento on J Street. Jungle Bird, when you want to get drunk like a bird, that's not their motto. I think that was like a ones. really half-assed Mark Norman. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be excited about the. Okay, um, let me think. Uh, let's see, something, something tropical. I'll think of something. Keep going. Okay, we'll go there. You guys should go there. Yeah, it's hella good. Um. So today we wanted to actually do our Doctor Strange review. Doctor Who? Doctor Strange? Yeah. Not Doctor Who. Not Doctor Who. Wait, Doctor Who? Doctor Whom. Doctor Whom. Doctor Who's. Mr. Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good joke. Uh, And then we're going (laughs) to... So we're going to spoil all of that movie. You should have seen it by now. Uh, Or my video review of it. Yes. You guys, youtube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy and And, click on the Doctor Strange review. JoJo does a great job. We did not not record a podcast right away, but we did do the video review where I recap the whole whole film. So technically we did review it and you guys did have a chance to watch or hear us say what we thought. Um, And then we're going to get into Fantastic Breasts and what bras they are in. (laughs) Oh my god! That's yeah, it's your joke. That's my joke. I don't know why oh, you I'm did sorry. it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're gonna and then we're gonna get into spoilers and full review of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Indeed, or as I call it, Fantastic Breasts and where to find them. My review of strip clubs in the Sacramento area. Oh, yeah. Uh, co-starring or featuring Alec Hamlin. Oh God, strip club dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll talk about. He's paid for so many college <laughs> tuitions. Do you know that? Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I know that. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot. He's actually like he's a better person than we think. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's a that's a weird that's a weird thought. I think a lot of the comics now don't even know who that is anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, he hasn't that's been around cut. enough. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, Doctor Strange, hella good. 
Yeah, very, very good film. Of them, it's like as the Marvel movies have gone on, they've got each, they've gotten stronger each time, and this is like of, number fourteen, of, number fourteen. But like of origin movies, yeah, this is like the strongest origin. Honestly, like it's a really good origin film. Well, Iron Man was very good too. Iron Man was good. So that was like, but it wasn't shot well. Iron Man had problems with its act, action sequences. Yeah, yeah, I would Doctor agree. Strange did not have that. The uh, the f- the final action scene in Iron Man one is a lackluster. Yeah, the, Doctor Strange He's was like lackluster. Was well shot, I feel, and also just like a like a good story. As it well. was Doctor Strange has some of the most amazing action scenes in any movie ever, maybe. Yeah, they just, are. I mean, pretty it's, crazy. And they, I mean, they're lucky. Like they were. It's like they they certainly took. Inception and the Matrix and Kung Fu movies and like Harry Potter. I don't know like what magic thing. And they kind of fuse it all together. But what they got was like really like its own beautiful, awesome thing. Yeah. I mean, just the detail when they start like moving the walls around with their hands or whatever. It's just like the detail that like I don't even know how they. It looks like so the the movie, the the cold open for this movie is uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character who plays a. Uh... What's the name of the character? Caecilius. Caecilius. He steals this ancient ritual to summon uh, yeah. an evil god into the into our dimension. And the ancient one, who is Tilda Swinton, but we don't know it's her because she's wearing a hood. Yeah. But um, we knew from the trailers. Yeah, we, I mean, we knew that. <laughs> but so she's fighting uh, Caecilius in the mirror dimension, which is where magic happens. And it looks like basically a kaleidoscope. Well, that's like, one of the dimensions. That's Magic what, happens in our yeah, dimension too. It happens in our dimension, but it's like the when you th- when it's like that's how you know like oh this is how this movie is different. Like right from the start, you know, like they're not fighting in a. I mean, they are fighting in a city, but it's different. They do it. Yeah, they like it's like it's kind of like Harry Potter because they hide it all from the Muggles. Like the yeah, it's know, like there's there's like there's the fight nomadge. there's fight scenes happening in the in the movie that are like don't affect the world they don't like there's a part where like dr strange falls and he hits like a bus or something and then we see what the what it looks like from our dimension it's just some guy riding a bus and like the window taps yeah but it's like the way they do the that's only when you're in the mirror dimension yeah when you're in if they weren't in there then it would be all kinds of chaos yeah if they weren't in the mirror like they're because they do have fight scenes like in the real world like when they're fighting for the buildings yeah and then the end in hong kong yeah but they do they, they it's a lot it's interesting the way they handle like we need to do fight scenes for this character that are different than let's fight in a city or in the sky or in space it's like no we're fighting just on the planet just like with weird shifty kaleidoscopy you yeah. know fighting i i read a thing like a blurb from the director Scott Derrickson and he said one of his goals in this movie was to not have any guns yeah. And he did it. There's no weapons. Like, there's weapons, like staffs and swords, sort of. Yeah. He, but there's no, there's no guns, like, at all. There's no shield. There's no weapon. There's nothing. None of that. Yeah. There's, it's very, like, it's hand-to-hand, like, kung fu fighting, or it's, like, I can summon, like, a, a circle with my hand. Yeah. Or, like, a, 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 a glitchy-looking sword spear that explodes into shards. And, Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I like that, too. I really enjoyed... I really liked how... Like Doctor Strange and Mordo and the the ancient one all had a certain like their magic looked a certain way and it had a really cool look like it was very sparky and like kind of 
like glowy and and then the the Caecilius and his people had like that short sort of like glass looking yeah like dark matter magic you know like it it felt different and I thought that was really cool because it would have been easy for them to just go oh it's all the same and then theirs is just different colors yeah so but they actually went out of their way to like no magic has like a particular style and the way that they they made it appear on their hands and stuff yeah which is pretty cool yeah uh, I, I like too that, that opening library scene. Uh, they cut off the the first librarian's head, and then like they put it in a bucket. Yeah, like they catch it in a bucket, and then they don't do anything with it. And I was kind of like, why not just leave it on the floor? Like you're already stealing a book and like causing a ruckus. But you don't want to make a mess. <laughs> Other people, like someone's got to clean that. He's not gonna kill the janitor. <laughs> and like, where was the blood? They should have laid down like a. Tarp. I feel like it's a magic no towel. Di- it's a magic knife or something. Mm. Maybe that'll come up later. Yeah. But the head librarian's head is alive or some shit. The head librarian. Now you truly are the head librarian. And then they show, <laughs> I mean, and then from there we get to see Doctor Strange. And it's like, I can't see, you can't see this, but I'm flipping you off with my phantom fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you make that joke about me. It's like a Futurama head. Sorry, keep going. But so they show us Doctor Strange and they show what he's like. I mean, like the, the, the beats of this movie are pretty quick. Because from right from there we get Doctor Strange and we just get like one day as him being Doctor Strange. So it's like, yeah. oh, he's good. He's a really good surgeon. He's smarter than other surgeons. He's able to do stuff that other surgeons require like machines to do. Yeah. Which is he like. He proves it early on. He's like, that, the guy's like, I, no one can do that without the, the spectrogram or whatever. And thing. he's like, I can. And he does it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's. It's like the the whole sequence is basically like, oh, Doctor Strange, like he is a really good surgeon, but he's like a dick about it. Yeah, like, he doesn't appreciate his own skill. And to be clear, I mean, this is like, it's very much like Iron Man. It's like, yeah, I mean, it he, extremely and, is. And I mean, you can you can shit on it for being like for Doctor Strange being exactly like Tony Stark in a lot of ways, but that's not really this movie's fault. That's Stan Lee's fault and when they, he wrote those two characters. And when you think about it, like uh, like Tony Stark and Iron Man are very similar in terms of like Tony Stark of, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Sorry, they are very similar in their <laughs> sensibilities, just because like they're incredibly intelligent. They're able to do things that most people can't do. Yeah, and, and they're, they're and they're highly aware of that their celebrity status because of that. Yeah. Like and they sort of aware. revel in it. Exactly, they, yeah. You, they, like, enjoy it. Yeah, like, Tony Stark's character is, like, the Steve Jobs of, like, weapons and technology in Iron Man. Yeah, although Doctor Strange, I think, is more mean. Like, No, yeah, he's Tony, definitely way more mean. Tony Stark's kind of a dick, but then he's also still lovable. Like, even when he's kind of, like, dismissive of Pepper or something, Yeah, he's still, like, you know, like, he's still, a, he, you could tell, like, he always had his heart. But then, like, with Doctor Strange, it's like he had to earn his heart. Like, he was truly a dick. Like, he like that one scene when he just yells at Rachel McAdams. You're like, oh, that was... Yeah, and it's, it's, also, come from? it's also interesting that in Iron Man, like, the sequence that makes him, uh, like, him living in the cave and, and he builds the first Iron Man suit. With that, Jensen. With Jensen. That whole sequence is like, well, that's Iron Man becoming a good person. Yeah. All of the Doctor Strange, that is the whole movie is him becoming a good person. Like, it doesn't happen right away for him. Yeah, like, even when he starts learning the magic and gets good at it, he's still kind of like, well, I don't, I want to fix my hands. Like, yeah. I don't care about that's all he wants, the world. Yeah. And that's actually, like, when we, like, so he, after his first day, after the day we see him, he leaves, and he's driving his Ferrari 
like too fast. Is that a Ferrari or was it like an Aston Martin? It was Jaguar. a really nice car. I know that. It was dope. Yeah, but he's driving really fast. And there's a part. This is really cool because this is how they tied it in. It's like he gets a call. Like there's a guy in an experimental suit who has spinal damage. That's War Machine. Like so, like that night that he gets hurt is like very close to when Civil War happens. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to fix that. I don't want to deal with that." And he crashes his car and just fucks his hands all to shit. Yeah, it's it's funny too because in the like I've read uh, several versions in the comics of the quote unquote origin story, and it's always like like one or two pages and like a bunch of random. Ah, oh, then this happened. Then this happened, and then and then eh, I'm the magician now. I'm sorcerer, sorcerer supreme. So like in the movie, they had to like create the car because someone was asking me, uh, like in the comic, does he have does the car crash happen that violently? Because it was a little ridiculous. <laughs> like the car like flips eight times. Well, and yeah, just, like, I, smashes into the ground. I mean, I didn't disbelieve that because they tried to make it really clear that in terms of driving, he was making every terrible decision. Like, look, like, look at these conditions. These conditions are awful. Like it's no, raining, just and he's the texting, way, and he's dri- he's speeding, and it's the way a it crashed and... on the ground. Like it just flips so violently, and then like he gets he hits his face, but then it's like his hands. His hands get crushed like by the dash. He should have also had like some spinal. I don't know something else. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so it's just funny that, like, of all the things that gets hurt, his hands. Like, yeah. It's, it's so poetic. It's very, like, it, it is very Stanley. It's like. <laughs> the thing he needs the most. Is he needs his happen. hands, otherwise he's not Doctor Strange. <laughs> and then he gets his hands taken away from him. So he's got to <laughs> learn a whole new set of skills and get humble. <laughs> So that, but that's that, the essence of story and character. That is what but that is what <laughs> happens. So it's like after so his recovery is like his hands don't don't recover. They do yeah. a bunch of surgeries. What did you call them sausage it. meat fingers. They look like ham, like ham hands. Ham hands. Hams. Yeah. So like his, his. I think that's when we started doing all the combining of words. Yeah, it was, said that. it was a nightmarish day. Or did yeah. I do that? I don't know. One of us did. Oh yeah. But so okay so. And it was a it was a long like that was a long sequence not a long sequence it was pretty quick as well it's like okay he's running out of money he runs out of options well you don't want that to take too long like no. you do want to get to the Doctor Strangeness yeah 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 I don't I mean I think it did a good the movie did a good job of like doing enough of that stuff and then making it feel like the right amount of times passed the pa- but then not making it you know the pacing was like it was really quick but at the same time it's like. Yeah, I mean, this is a 14th movie, though. Like, I know what this world is. Yeah, and you, I mean, we've gone through several origin movies, so we know, like, and not only, like, in the Marvel Universe, but we've seen, like, Batman do this, we've seen, you know, Deadpool, X-Men, like, all these different characters, we've seen origin stories for a lot of things, so we know well, like, the uh, language yeah. of an origin, superhero origin movie is easy to follow. Yeah, well, Deadpool is, Deadpool is unique in that sense, because the, its origin... The, as an origin movie, it was disjointed. Oh no, I I didn't mean it like structurally. I just was throwing a superhero name. No, out yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But so um, so then we so then he he runs out of options and he goes and talks to who's that one guy? Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. I'm surprised a lot of people don't like. I just thought it was so funny this guy who's he's a pretty big star. Like a, he was on Law and Order. He was like one of the main characters for years. And he was in Miss Congeniality, which if you watch our video, we reference pretty great. It was <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it is a good movie. But our reference was on point. It was. Dun, dun. And uh, so I just thought it was so funny that someone as big like a, as big of an actor as he is, sort of. Oh, the skateboarder's outside. You can hear like everything from the street in my apartment, you guys. Um, 
So as bi- I just thought it was funny. He was kind of in this weird like cameo throwaway role. Yeah. You know, which uh, gets paid off in the end credits. If you guys haven't really seen does, it and you're yeah. listening to this for some reason with all the spoilers, stay till the very, very end of the credits. Because there's two, there's two end credit scenes, and they're both worth it. Really good. They're actually probably two of the best ones ever. Because a lot of times you wa- like, especially when I've rewatched movies, I'm like, these are not good stingers. Yeah, like, they're so kind of like, boring. Nothing really happens. I want to talk about them. So like, okay, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. we'll get there. So okay, so Doctor Strange he goes to. Um, Kamartaj, Kamartaj, which is in uh, Tibet. It's in Tibet, Nepal, and he goes to when he gets there. It's like that's him at his lowest. Like he gets mugged on the way there by homeless. the only white guy. In yeah, Nepal, I was really so disturbed by that because there. I noticed. So if you watch the first Iron Man, there's like scenes where those guy, the Ten Rings guys, are like attacking villages, and like the people they attack and the guys who are attacking them, it looks a little bit like they're just white guys with like some dirt on their face to make them yeah you know like there's def there's 100 percent. there's one guy that is definitely like irish or something <laughs> you know like like not redhead but just like he's a white guy and they just kind of put some clothes on him to make it look like it's you cannot la- see his a, face it's a lazy form of whitewashing that happens yeah it's like uh, we didn't want to get an extra like it's not that hard to get an extra that's Anyways, yeah, so he gets mugged by like a white guy and two and two guys from who are from Nepal but they don't talk. Yeah. Cuz the white guy speaks English. Yeah. And and um, Doctor Strange tries to fight them and he punches them and hurts his hand. Yeah. Which is so pathetic. And then uh he gets saved by Mordo. Baron Mordo. Well, he's not I don't know if he's, he's not a baron, baron yet. yet. He's just Mordo. Yeah. But Mordo shows up and uh beats the crap out of him and guides him to Kamartaj. Chawai Chawatel Ijiofor. Chawayatelagio for he was so good in this movie. He's great in everything. It's hard to like. Have you ever seen him not perform well in a movie? Like he might be in a bad movie, but he's so good. He like like okay. I remember the thing I remember most from obviously is Serenity. Mm-hmm. He stole that movie. Yes. He was so goddamn good in it. It's unbelievable. With a with an already brilliant cast. Yeah, like, and it's like goddamn it, he's fascinating as a character, uh-huh. and he just killed it. Yeah. Um, so love the love the Geo Four. So he leads he leads uh, Doctor Strange to Kamartaj. He he brings him in and introduces him and and it, this is like you start seeing like this is do- this first step in Doctor Strange like becoming more humble because he thinks oh the ancient one must be this old dude yeah and actually no it's just bald Tilda Swinton. It's kind of like the Batman Begins like they think it's Ken Watanabe as Ra's al Ghul and then oh it's Liam Neeson yeah but in this case it was a little bit more like oh yeah open your mind and she starts explaining like here's how this works like here's how magic works and he doesn't believe her and then he she taps his forehead and then he just goes on like a spirit journey yeah she shoves him first she shoves him out like and he's uh uh astral projecting yeah and then he comes back and, and then, then she, she shoves and him then she's through, like oh like, uh, yeah he's fine and then she shoves him again and it's it's like in terms of like uh the special effects like getting the glory of the marvel cinematic universe like like nowhere in uh in Guardians was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like some of the vistas of mid of Asgard are pretty cool, but this looked the fucking coolest. Oh of yeah. Any like of all the Marvel movies like this sequence of Doctor Strange traveling through the various realms and seeing everything, and then he gets to see Dormammu and like the what is it like the dead realm, the dark dimension, the, the dark dimension. He gets yeah. to see Dormammu's face, and we don't know what it is, but we know it's important. Yeah, it's like he barely sees it. Yeah, well, he sees the eye, yeah. and it's like that looks fucking cool and different. 
And then, yeah, and he goes through all these different realms, and I, I, I'm willing to bet that one of them was the quantum realm. Yeah. Where, like, where uh, the wasp, the original wasp is lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, where Ant-Man got out of. And then uh, and then he ends up getting baby arms growing all over his body or whatever. That was so, so Yeah, it's like half of it is him seeing all this cool stuff, and half of it is, like, having an acid trip. Yeah, exactly. It's but amazing. it was so, it's like. It and he real- gets out of it, and he's like, what was in that tea? And she goes. Just some honey. <laughs> and some lemon. Or, yeah, whatever she said. It was great. And then he asks to be taught, and she kicks him out. Speaking and it's, of what's in this, what's in this Capri Sun? It's blue as fuck. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, I'm drinking Windex right now. He opened a Capri Sun, like, poured it in with vodka, and, like, you wouldn't think this, but it has color. Like, it's blue, which yeah, is weird because you don't like see Windex. Capri Suns. Like, you just drink them out of the pouch. Well, like I was telling him before we started, it was like... As a kid, I remember dumping them out in a glass a few times just to see, like, it's got to look like something, and it was always clear. Yeah. So, like, since we've been kids, since we've been kids, they added uh, coloring, so now you can drink Windex. <laughs> and it tastes pretty good, even yeah. with the vodka in it. Tito's. It's It was good. It was cool to me that, like, Tilda Swinton kicked him out, like, <laughs> out of the out of Camartage, and then Mordo had to, like, convince her. Yeah, because it made like because too often they set up villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are very one note. And actually, yeah. and Mads Mikkelsen's character is very much a victim of that as well. But he, on a, like of all like I think Mads Mikkelsen does the best with it. Like he's, with for a one note character, he did a really great job. It yeah. was still very interesting to watch him, and he was he was funny and it, it was cool to watch him interact with dr strange and i don't think we instances. lost anything my my macbook like went into sleep mode <laughs> okay we put it to sleep i, I don't think okay. we lost any talking all right still going but Sorry. so uh but then we get to see like oh mordo is the one who convinces uh to like uh the ancient one to let dr strange back in because he just stands out there for hours and then finally she lets him in he, he aria starks it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and outside the house of black and white extremely humbling yeah. For old Doctor Strange. And then he starts going through his Hogwarts training. And he... Like, there's like a half an hour in this movie of him just going to the library. Which yeah. is really fucking funny. Just him interacting with the librarian asking oh, for yeah. books and with, shit. With Wong. Yeah. Who's played by Benedict Wong. Which is funny <laughs> He just plays because, himself. <laughs> no, I mean, the character's name is Wong. Yeah. And his... I mean, the guy they got, his last name is Wong. And then his first name is the same as the first name of... The, of Doctor Strange. What a twist. Benedict Cumberbatch. So a uh, couple of Bens. A few Bens on this on this, on this this movie. Yeah. Uh, we get to see, like, there's some training that happens between Mordo and Strange where Mordo kind of points out, like... he re- He's, like, wearing these crazy magic boots and you're like, oh, you can just run on the air? That's really fucking cool. Like, and he just beats the shit out of him. Like, he explains how it's like, look, you, you lock, you put magic into an object if yeah. the magic's really complicated. Yeah. And then... Doctor Strange remembers that, and he goes into the library, and he sees, like, oh, the amulet of Agamotto, or the Eye of Agamotto. The Eye, yeah. Which turns out to be, like, the Time Stone. But he starts fucking with it, and if I remember, like, he, he fucks with it enough that, like, uh, Caecilius finds him, right? Uh, I don't know if it's his fault. I think Caecilius was already going to get it. Yeah. Because he, he was just trying to figure out, like, what was the page he took out of the book or something like that, right? Yeah. What do you do? Like, all the war- I remember that joke, like, all the warnings are at the end. I love that joke. 
Yeah. It's so funny to me. Like, here's how you do this. I are the warnings at the end. I got to see it again. I really, yeah. I, I'm worried because I haven't seen The Arrival yet. I really want to see that. Yeah. So I'm like, I needed to see that movie, but I also want to see Doctor Strange again. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts, I'm good. I'll wait till the oh, DVD. Yeah, yeah. Like, it that's, wasn't. That's stuck in my head completely. It's not a bad movie. It's just like, it's not a great movie. Right. We'll get to that. So, so, uh, Caselius attacks, and I, like, the logic, like, the way they explain how the magic fits into the MCU was quick, but it made sense. It's like, the Avengers fight threats from space. Yeah. We fight threats from other dimensions. They also, like, I mean, they don't really establish too many rules. It's not like, if you do this much magic, this much damage comes to your body, or this is what the cost is. Like, there's some Doctor Strange stories where, like, I read one, uh, the mo- like, one of the most recent Doctor Strange books, which is still going, I think. There's, like he does like crazy spells and then all the damage of that he actually has there's like this okay spoilers for the most recent doctor strange comic books if you don't want me to tell you just go read them real quick and come back so you don't care right yeah it's fine so he it turns out in the like that wong has uh like in tibet somewhere he set up this like monastery with monks and these monks just float in the air, like in a courtyard. Yeah. And all the magic, like cost that Doctor Strange uses because he's the Sorcerer Supreme and he's just fighting all these crazy things all the time, the cost goes into the bodies of these monks, and their entire training and lives are dedicated to bearing like the damage that he causes. That is fucked up. Yeah. That is awesome. And so, and he doesn't know. Like Wong didn't tell him that. He just did it because he wants to keep his master or his friend alive. Yeah. Um. So so basically, yeah, like Doctor Strange casts these huge spells and he's like, I can't believe I didn't get hurt. Oh, well, like he just doesn't know. Yeah. And uh, and then he also, uh, because of doing magic for so long, he has to eat like really weird, gross shit. Yeah. So like Wong prepares him like extra dimensional like creatures and like so he eats like a like cereal with like tentacles in it. Huh. And it's like it's the only thing he can eat that'll nourish him. Otherwise he and then there's times when he does like do a spell and have to throw up or whatever. So in this movie didn't really go on that like it was more it, like the movie the touches comics. on that slightly in the sense that well tilda swinton is sick because she keeps using yeah but she dark also magic yeah she tapped into some stuff which yeah. i feel like if you're the sorcerer supreme it's kind of like it's kind of like in warhammer how like the uh the inquisitors use like like a, like they fight the chaos and then at some point they start using it yeah to fight it and then they become it and yeah then, so like all of them just end up getting twisted and fucked right, up right. from it. It's Same concept hard with, life. The, with the magic in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, not in this movie, but yeah. we, I, I bet if they do a Doctor Strange 2, which I'm sure they will, uh, uh, they'll probably delve into that stuff more. Yeah. So the, mo- like most of this... Delve into that stuff more, though. <laughs> so Doctor Strange, like after Caecilius attacks, like he attacks him and he gets knocked into basically like the New York sanctuary yeah so there's like three sanctuaries that somehow guard the earth like they're like these like they create magic force fields or something yeah that prevents stuff from other dimensions from attacking yeah and kaiselius wants to blow them all up so dormammu can enter our dimension and Uh eat it or whatever yeah and uh delete time so we never die but then it's not gonna be that great so uh (laughs) dr strange is like he gets knocked into the New York sanctuary he, in time to see Kaecilius kill the master of the sanctuary and get ready to blow it up. But he, he actually doesn't kill him. He They save him. Oh, do they? Remember, he's like hurt really bad. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. I also read a thing, like an Easter egg story, like uh, one of those articles. It's like, all the Easter eggs in Doctor Strange. 
And one of them was about how that guy is a uh, brother voodoo, which is a character I don't know. Huh. That's think, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of those things that they put it in there, but like, who knows if that actor will end up playing him if they have it? Yeah. And then, like, you know, maybe they won't even use brother voodoo. Right. 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 But they probably need to have more not white characters. So. For sure. Yeah. So they they fight there for a while, and then pretty cool fight scene. It's pretty cool fight scene. He gets saved by the cape, and he attack like the yeah. that magic cloak that helps him fly. The cloak of levitation chooses and it, him, and it has like an attitude, which I thought was pretty neat. Like yeah, there's it, a part where he's trying to run to grab something. The cloak's like, no, get this, get this thing. Yeah. You want this? It's like the uh, the magic carbon in Aladdin. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, how it is. It behaves that way. Um, and it's really I like that they make it like all of his. Uh, the iconic look of Doctor Strange was like cobbled together for him for his character in a real hurry. Like yeah. these are just my robes, and this cape likes me, and I <laughs> stole this necklace, so that's my outfit. And then in the in the post credits trail thing with this, the first one when he's in, it, then he's wearing the yellow gloves all of a sudden. Yeah, like he just decides. Like you know what, the yellow gloves. I was a little bit like I don't know about the gloves. Like I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. But whatever. Well, he's there's probably like, a cool magic explanation for it. They just they kind of look like dishwashing gloves. Yeah. There's a cool there's a cool part in that sequence other than like he knocks a guy through a window and they end up at the desert. And that part was real channels. cool. That was yeah. awesome. It was like channel changing. Yeah, but airport. for like locations, which is like that's a weird wrinkle in how the MCU works. But one thing I liked about that scene was that part where um, Kaecilius and him are squaring off and he grabs like a cup and Kaecilius backs off and he's like, you don't know how to use that, do you? And then he just throws it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so fucking funny. But he's afraid at first because he knows what the cup is. Yeah, but Dr. he's Strange like, oh, wait. Yeah. Which was pretty great, uh-huh. and then there's after right after that, like like Strange gets hurt and he gets into this big fight in the like when his soul is out of his body. Well, yeah, so he goes, he gets hurt and he transports himself to the hospital where he used to work, and he runs into Rachel McAdams, who we haven't really talked about. Uh, that's like the love interest who's basically another Jane Foster because she does nothing in this movie really. All she, it's like she had one shift at that at that hospital that never ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime he went there, she was on her shift. Yeah. So it was just he knew her schedule so well because he's creepy. Yeah. So, but no, he he teleports there and he's like, oh, I'm hurt, and he gets on the table and then he like passes out and she's like working on him and then uh, he astral projects out of his body and talks to her and she's like, ah! like freaks out. Which is like a direct analog that's something that happened in the comics, right? Yeah, there's, so there's a story called The Oath, which is like five or six issues long. And if uh, if you if you don't want to read too much, but you want to get like a good taste of what Doctor Strange is like, that's a really good story. It's it's like a really cool, contained, like brilliantly written. It's kind of like, like reading uh, like Batman Year One or Hush or something like that. It's just like a really cool, like once, one-off story. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, so they took that scene because... Uh, in the movie, he fights someone in the astral realm, also. But in the in the comic, he just kind of floats there and tells her stuff. Yeah, he tells her how to like. But he uh, has to tell her and fight in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and so and it's like, oh, if you if you electrocute my body, I can fight this guy that I'm fighting. Yeah, that was weird. Which just didn't quite make sense. Well, but. see, that's where I feel like they just they don't want to explain too much the rules, so that they could just like, oh, you can do this now all of a sudden if or you yeah. can just reason out like if I do that, then this will happen. But it was a pretty cool fight sequence. It was different than most of the other fight sequences in the in the MCU. Yeah, honestly, I, I think this movie, even within the movie, the fight sequences were varied. Like, you had the crazy, like, MC Escher shit, but then you also had this, which was unique, and then you had, like, just regular sort of, like, like when he when uh, Mordo's teaching him stuff. Like, 
You oh, know, just like, one off, like let's just kind of like one yeah. on one, but some magic's involved, and it just it's really cool. Like it's really inventive, and I never yeah. thought. I didn't know because St- Scott Derrickson comes from a horror background. Like he's done a bunch of like possession kind of movies and right. stuff like that, or creepy. Uh, like in Insid- no, not Insidious. He did. I think he did the one with the the videotapes where Ethan Hawke finds him in the attic. Uh, fucking. It's like the creepy. Like, I know what you're talking. The it's like the demon that looks like he uh, the drummer for like. I know it's the. Metallica. I know what I know exactly what movie you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's not Insidious, but it's a word like that. Sinister. Sinister. I think, that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, yeah, so I didn't know how he would do with action, you know, but he actually well, really killed it. It was, like he knew what was exactly. cool, because right after that sequence is when they have the really big fight scene in the mirror dimension, because, like, Kaecilius yeah. tries to blow up the New York um, uh, sanctuary, but uh, he, uh, Strange is able to trap it in the mirror dimension where it doesn't affect our world. And then Mordo's like, but you're, he can kill us here or something like that. Yeah. So they fight. So they try to escape the mirror dimension. Uh, yeah. Till the Swinton's character shows up, the ancient one, kicks the shit out of Caecilius, but he manages to like stab her and knock her out of the mirror dimension, where she falls off a building. Yeah. And gets hurt. That was like yeah, that was intense. In terms of like action sequences, like that was the big set piece action sequence, which I think sets this movie apart because the the ending, like the climax of this movie, is not an action sequence. It's like it is though. It kind it's like of a rev- is. it's 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 really inventive. That's what was so cool about yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there's this big fight in the mirror dimension, and it's like this ancient one gets defeated. Who is like, well, if that's the best fighter, honestly. Then Caecilius wins. Like, well, then you can't fight. She was the sorcerer supreme. Yeah, and so she loses. Yeah, and she has this moment when she tells Doctor Strange, like, you know, the last bit of him was like, look. It's, it's not about you. It's about making the world better or whatever. Well, and also she talks about how she's seen this event so many times. Like, she's witnessed it. Yeah. And she always thought about, like, how do I avoid it? And she's like, nope, all the paths I could take lead here. So I'm going to die. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like, you know, when she falls and she, she, like, pretty much goes into a coma from, like, the fall. Yeah. So she's, like, dead already but then because she's able to astral project she can talk to him still yeah and so and he, really he cool. sees he like sees her astral project and he astral projects himself and they're having this conversation like in slowed down time yeah which and then she cool. fades away and she's gone yes yeah, it's it it pretty good scene yeah pretty good scene yeah and then the 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 next part of the movie is like him and Mordo go to the Hong Kong sanctuary, which has fallen. Yeah, they've already had a losing battle, and the dark dimension's creeping into our. Dimension. Like they've already lost, so he gets there and he rewinds time, and Wong comes back, and like they they rewinds time to just before they win. Yeah, and they're gonna fight, and they're and they do fight, and it's clear that they're losing. So Doctor Strange just flies up. Because like, I think Mordo says, like, there's no time there or something. Like, he knows that there's no time in the dark dimension. So he flies to the dark dimension with the with the eye, and he, like, casts a spell on himself. He basically groundhog days yeah. himself and, and Dormammu. There's this long, there's this, like, there's not a long sequence, but he goes up, he's like, Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. And Dormammu just kills him. And the, can we talk about Dormammu's, uh, like, in the comics, he looks like a man with a ski mask and his face is on fire. Yeah. But in the in this movie, I was a little bit like, why did they make him look like that? But it was really cool looking, the way his face was like, it would, like, undulate, like, sort of, there was, like, waves yeah, going his, through. Yeah, his face undulated, it was big and purple. Yeah. And weird. It, just, like, it was trippy. Yeah. yeah. It was really neat. And it was like, it looked like, yeah, if that's a big god from another dimension, that adds up. Yeah, well, and it kind of makes me think that all those sort of like 
celestial beings, they can like pull it off. Yeah. So even so, if they did have Galactus, which they don't have the rights because it's at Fox, because Fantastic Four. But if they did, it makes me fully believe that like a giant man <laughs> in a ridiculous hat <laughs> would work. But also like when they do death and when they do like uh, Infinity, I don't know, I can't remember what they're all called. There's like if you read Infinity War, the gaunt like the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, there's like they just get all of the the major crazy beings together. Yeah. Like pe- things like the Watcher, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just really weird, and like, but this tells me like they know how to turn put it on the screen. It's not stupid. Yeah, and so and yeah, and so Dormammu looks awesome, and the whole sequence is just like he keeps killing Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it's really funny. It's like a mini Edge of Tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, or Groundhog's Day. Like it just, but it's more like Edge of Tomorrow because he keeps dying. Yeah, and so yeah, then he just he just comes back and he just and then eventually he ma- he makes a deal, which is one of the things Doctor Strange does. He's really clever and he makes deals with all these like super powerful entities to keep them from doing because you can't yeah and it's interesting because it's like it's it's such a weird way to change how they do a fight because normally in the other marvel movies it's like i am stronger or i believe in myself more or they just fight and then the city gets blown up yeah and in this movie and again this is something scott derrickson said that he wanted to do was he wanted to do something different so they blew up the city and then they unblew it up. Yeah, and that that the effects on that looks so cool, so good. Yeah, just the city reversing. It was awesome. Yeah, just everything getting put back together and like, Wong, like wasn't someone like trapped in a build? Wasn't it Wong, Wong was trapped? He was like stabbed to death and, and he it, came back to life because yeah. time went back. And all that stuff just it looked so good. Like the special effects are, they're just. I mean. I don't think anything else this year had as good of visual effects. And it feels very different than what you would expect. And it feels so good. And so he, <laughs> he tricks Dormammu. Oh, he doesn't trick Dormammu. He's like, look, just take your followers away and leave us alone. And Dormammu's like, fine, if you'll leave. Which yeah. is, and which is yeah. what he did. He just frustrated him until he got his way, which was hilarious. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> he had the power of ending the spell, but he just he didn't do it until, yeah. Yeah, and it's just him gets, he gets blown up and ripped to pieces and crushed and hit with a, a comet. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, so the Kaecilius and his followers are taken away and everything's fine. And then Mordo has this thing where he's like, uh, maybe we shouldn't be using so much magic. Yeah, it, it hurts the this, world or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because, like, Mordo and Strange are, like, friends. Like, they're partners in this whole movie. Like, they're they're both, like, helping each other. That's the only thing that sucks about doing this as movies is I feel like if this was a series, you could build up their friendship more. So when they become enemies, it's, like, b- a bigger deal. That's true. But I, mean, I, like, th- I think that, like, the effort they're taking in this is, like, a good step, though. Totally, yeah. And, and it's great because he's, he's almost... Like he has an, as much depth as I think Loki has, or he's going to. You know, like yeah, they care more. They tried really hard. It's not like, it's not like the Dark Elf from Thor: The Dark World that just kind of like is whatever is a faceless black like, like bad guy. Like yeah, this, yeah. This. Like Kaecilius is like that, but even yeah. so, like Mads Mikkelsen played that character very well. Yeah, and he, you know, he had a couple. He had some personality to him, at least. Like he made the, you know, the jokes with Doctor Strange. Like he didn't even mean to, but it yeah. was just like it, he, he's. I mean, Matt Mikkelsen is such a good actor, you know. Yeah, but so they set, but they set up Mordo to be like, oh, he's like, the, like. Well, in the comics, he's like his first arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Even before, like in in the comics, it's like he goes to train and learn, and Mordo's there, and it turns out Mordo's trying to like kill the ancient one or steal his power or something like that 
So, like, in this movie, I kind of liked that he was actually a good guy yeah. versus just always evil. You which know? is which uh, which is a nice wrinkle as well because it's like, oh, so this is the origin story of, like, a villain that Doctor Strange has to fight as and, well as a hero. And a villain that you can kind of go, I get where he's coming from. Right. Like, that's the best kind of villain is you kind of maybe agree with him. Yeah. Like, they might not be doing it right. Because the, the end, like, spoilers alert. The second, as if we didn't. The, do that the second ending, the second post-credit scene is uh, Mordo goes back to um, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's character, who like if Benjamin Bratt's character was a guy who couldn't walk, but he went to Kamartage and with magic he's able to make himself walk. He's kind of like what if Doctor Strange didn't become like a sorcerer? Like what if he just decided? Because that's what he was seeking was to heal his hands. Yeah. So he could have done that and come home and just done that. Yeah. But the ancient one convinces him to continue being a, a sorcerer. You know. Yeah. So, but but so Benjamin Bratt's like, "What are you doing here, Mordo? This is you know, I can walk. It's my power." And he's like, "Nope. I think that's a. I figured out. He's, he has this cool like. I, I figured out what's wrong with the world." And he's like, "What?" And then he like steals his power, and he's like, "Too many sorcerers." And yeah. Like, and then and then Benjamin Bratt can't walk anymore. It's pretty nuts, and it reminds me of that uh, the one the comic series I was talking about where he there's the price to pay for all the magic. Yeah, there's a, the bad guy in that is called the Empirical, and there's this guy from another dimension who uh, he's from a dimension where magic is like the leading like we like here it's like science is kind of like the prevalent thing, yeah. and where he's from. Magic was the prevalent thing, and science was the evil, like the, the weird, thing. the witch thing. Like yeah, the that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was like you're a heretic. You can't do. You can't practice your science here. So, like his father and his mother were like these scientists on this in this other dimension, and they were uh, they were like persecuted, and then they were murdered by like like sorcerers. Yeah, and so like this kid gets away with like all these robots that his parents created, and like this ship. And then he goes on this, like, one-man journey to eradicate magic from the universe. Pretty neat. So he's just going from, like, realm to realm, like, murdering the Sorcerer Supreme in each dimension and then, kill, like, sucking the magic out. So, like, he comes to Earth. And I I didn't get to finish reading it because they're still writing it. So but the, the, so that reminded me. So I don't know if the Empirical are going to figure into the next movie. They might. Or, or at, the very, at the very least, like, Mordo could be that. Because they set up that that's what Mordo's yeah. going to be. They could doing. do like low key empirical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but so like so that's a pretty and that's a pretty cool ending sequence. Yeah. Because oh sorry what no nothing it's just like the whole movie is like Mordo like he gets dis he gets really depressed that he's like oh so even what we're doing is fucked up like this isn't cool. Yeah. No. It just I mean they set up a really cool villain that you can identify with and you might yeah and then I I really like the other uh, post credit scene though because. It's Doctor Strange meeting with none other than Thor. Uh, as Thor is on his adventure. Yeah, which means that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor uh, Ragnarok. And it's that... With, with the Hulk. What's great to me about that, like, of the post credit scenes, like, that one was the coolest to me because... It was fun. It was... But also, it... You understood, even if you'd never seen Thor before somehow, yeah. you understood who Thor was, especially compared to Doctor Strange, because Thor in the Marvel movies is like the ultimate bro. Like, that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. And there's a sequence where Doctor Strange gives him, like, tea, and he's like, I don't really drink tea. And the, and the, and the scene oh, right, cuts, yeah. and it's now just this massive thing of beer. Yeah, he just magicked it into a beer. Which was yeah. so great. Yeah. It was so funny. And you, just the their chemistry already in that like two like thirty second two minute whatever it was scene 
just gets you so pumped for the Thor next next Thor movie because the I don't think like neither Thor movie was amazing, but they're fun. Yeah. But the next one is just going to be like next level because you have Taika Waititi directing it. And like if you haven't seen like the teaser for what Thor and Hulk were doing during Civil War. Go watch that shit. Yeah, on it's YouTube. Fucking hilarious. Well, it's mostly Thor. But yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm so looking forward to that movie, and we have to wait like a whole year before it comes out. Worth it. <laughs> next November. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be fucking great. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see. Like, I heard this on IGN. They're kind of theorizing that from here on out, like instead of doing a bunch of movies that are like instead of just having like Captain America and it's just Captain America and his characters. Like it's probably going to be more crossovers now, like, like you know, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, it's going to be the two of them, and then I mean, I wouldn't. That's, I wouldn't that's still technically just like an Ant Man world movie. Yeah, no, that's true. I, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were like Black Panther. You know, like they just throw him in there for some reason. Like here's he's tied in. I mean, like you know, you look at Thor Ragnarok. It's going to have the Hulk and Doctor Strange. Civil War had most of the Avengers in it. Yeah. Uh, What's Guardians will probably it'll, it'll just be Guardians and then uh, but Spider Man's gonna have Iron Man in it like I I really think that from here on out instead of like having all these characters have their own movies as much well I, they'll have the new characters have their movie and then the old characters will be in their movie yeah it's like yeah I think that's a smart way to do it because yeah. having the characters from the other the main characters of other films be the supporting characters in later films it strengthens it so much that really does and that's actually the thing that comics can do really well. Well, and that's what comics are. Like, how many times do you, you know, you read, like, Captain Marvel's book and the first issue, like, Captain America shows up to help no, fight yeah, a monster. you're right, yeah. It's, I mean, that's like, exactly what I wanted. Like, that's what the dream of this, ever since Nick Fury walked behind the couch and was like, the Avengers Initiative, like, this is what we were waiting for. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. We're living in it now. It's exactly. so cool. So it's like, it's like, I mean, the and like, you watch the comic uh, you read comic book crossovers, which are great stories under themselves, but you read those, I feel like, to figure out whose individual stories do I want to look at? Mm-hmm. Like, which characters are cool in this that I want to look in- more into? Totally. But even in their individual stories, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, if you read Jessica Jones, like, uh, Alias, the actual comic, like, it has so many cameos in it. Like, it has Captain America, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Luke Cage, obviously. Like, all those characters show up to do something. And they had to like scale it down for the show because they couldn't get all uh, of them. But obviously, but Cause she, she got retconned to be um, like one of the classmates of Peter Parker in high school. Yeah, she yeah. She had like a crush on him from a distance and stuff. But so. speaking of, this is unrelated. Did you see the weird little teaser for the Defenders? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, it was like. Wasn't it like newspapers? And stuff? It was like a poison pen. Like all the series, all the text from the series are coming together to make the defenders. And there's some guy who's talking over it. Who I don't know who the voice is, but it sounds familiar to me. I think it was a uh, stick. Was it? I think so. Oh, it sound like an old guy. Yeah, it, maybe it was Stick. Scott Glenn. Yeah, he's yeah, in, yeah. He's gonna be in it. Yeah. And they're like, you guys are gonna save the world or something. It you guys was like are gonna save the world. Which was I'm super excited about that series, but. I'm just still, like, I really wish they would try harder to, like, at least have one character show up in one of the, like... I would just like love... Like, a Defender be in the movies or I a would movie lo- person Here's what there. I want. This is so weird. I had this thought in my head of, like... Also, like, why the fuck... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should be so involved with the Defenders. Like, they should be all over, like... Yeah, but, oh, okay. Luke Cage, we I had, keep I track of, of this guy. I thought of two ways that can happen. The first way I thought was... 
this is so stupid that I, I had real thoughts like how could we bring because I know I know why they're being kept separate. It's really obvious to me scheduling. Whether, well, not just like in terms of story. Like it's obvious to me why they're being kept separate because the agents are dealing with their own shit. They're dealing with the Inhumans for most of the series, oh, and yeah. now it's like they're dealing with like like Ghost like, Rider and the Darkhold and and Hydra. So they're like, we literally don't have time to go talk to those four people in New York yeah. who are weird. We don't have time for that. But like the thing, I, there's two things I want. I want. I want there to be a part where the Defenders are fighting. I feel like they would. Them fighting an inhuman is not strange to me. Like nope, I feel like that could all. happen. Like I want there to be seen like what like they're fighting some guy. Like what are you? He's like I'm an inhuman. They're like what's that? And he'd be like you don't watch much TV. Like that would be a really fun meta thing. Yeah. But then the yeah because other... it's like you could he could be referencing the news, but he also is referencing because the, the inhumans show. are in the news. And it's like the it Marvel could be Universe. a joke about how not enough people watch Agents of Shield, which we should message somebody who writes for the Defenders and tell them to do that. But <sighs> the other thing is, I feel like Night Nurse, like uh, well, Rachel Herc- McAdams is Night Nurse, not the other, the, but the yeah. real Night Nurse. Rosario Dawson should Rosario be Dawson's Night Nurse, Night Nurse. because she's basically that character. I feel like. She's been doing all the work that that character does. This sounds so weird to me. But I feel like in the the Defenders, there's going to be a part where she's going to be talking to somebody and explaining who the Defenders are and what they are, and she's going to be talking to like Coulson or someone from. That'd be a, really a, cool. Like it's going to turn out she was like an agent the whole time. You know what? Here's a huge missed opportunity. Uh, they should have just had her be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, because. <laughs> Because, like, she's in the neighborhood, like, she's in New York, she's doing that, what that character does, and she's a movie star, so it's not, like, it wouldn't be weird for her to be in the movie if that's what they're worried about. And, like, I love Rachel McAdams, but, like, they didn't give her character shit to do. Yeah. She was just there, like, anyone could have played that. It didn't need to be Rachel McAdams. I th- well, here's the, well, the thing was, it's like, well, we need Doctor Strange to have a love interest, and the love yeah. interest has to make sense. But we can't have it be Rosario Dawson because she's in love with Luke Cage. Yeah, but I mean, also it's like she she is, but I don't even know. They didn't need to do it. like in the in Luke Cage. They didn't have to like they could have written that different because you're right. He's supposed to be with Jessica Jones according to the comic books. You're right. You're right. So they could have done that. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But I mean, like the way. Well, I mean, like Luke Cage. It was good. I I liked that she and Luke Cage had kind of like some chemistry. Yeah. Because I didn't like that she was so on the outskirts in the other two series. That yeah. bothered me a little bit. I, I mean... Which sounds... Which, I mean, like, that's stupid that it bothered me, but it No, did. but that's your... Like, that's what you... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. everyone has their own, like, what they wish would happen. Like, I mean, for me... I mean, what I'm... Re- I mean, what I know and what I'm realizing also is just that it's all too big. Like, they can't all... Like, they try as hard as they can, but they can't make everything fit. Like, it all lives in the same universe, but it doesn't mean... Like, all I can hope is all yeah. we can hope for is when they do Infinity War and whatever the other Avengers movie is, that they will integrate everything just because it's Infinity War, because it's such a big deal. Did you hear how they're changing Inhumans? How they're going to handle Inhumans now? Yeah, they're going to make a TV show. Yeah, what, what channel was it going to be on ABC or was it Netflix? What was it? I'm not sure exactly. I do. Okay. I remember saying like they were going to. I'm going to look it up because originally it was supposed to be a movie, and then Agents of Shield was like, no, we dealt with the Inhumans for like two years. So now it's like yeah. you gotta do something else. Well, and then there was a weird thing going on with the 
like the TV versus the movie side. Like Kevin Feige had a problem. He's the guy who produces all these movies and makes it happen. He's like the visionary guy. Yeah. Um, for if you don't know, and then uh, him and like there was like some weird Marvel trust that like handled the movies with him. And then they kind of got, they had like falling out and stuff. And then they split it. So like the movies are not really, they're not, uh, they're more under Kevin Feige and his people. And then the TV side was still kind of like with this shitty guy and his other people. Uh, and so they had, they had trouble integrating even from that, like just cause they didn't like each other Yeah. on top of the fact that it's hard to schedule everything and, and write, you know, know everything going back and forth, like telling these script writers that what those guys are doing and, you know. Um, so Inhumans TV show. We're not going to have much time for Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, how long have we been talking? Like, uh, we're at... Like an hour. Yeah, 52 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> we should just do another one for Fantastic Beasts. We could. <laughs> I think we'd we'll be just better. be late. That's yeah. fine. Uh, TV... Okay, wait. Marvel's Inhumans. All right, it says... Hold on. Say something. <laughs> so the thing about... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is I have not seen the new season. Okay, the first two... But it is a pretty damn good show. All right, so it, it would be a TV series consisting of eight episodes, first two of which will premiere in IMAX-ready movie theaters. Pretty cool. Yeah, ABC will then take those two episodes, repackage them with additional bonus content for a TV broadcast. Additional action sequences in the series will also be shot with the IMAX cameras as part of a deal between the two companies. Got all that? Good, because there's more. Uh, and then there's more in this... Oh, shit. Marvels and Humans will appear in IMAX theaters in early September of 2017. Um, there will be two episodes feature about 80 minutes of content. Uh, confirm that they will debut exclusively in IMAX theaters. Episodes will enjoy a two-week theatrical run before ABC premieres the episode. So it's going to be an ABC show. Cool. And Well, that's good. I like that, too. I like I, It's like Agent Carter where... You can have another show, but you don't need to make like that. Agent Carter, the two seasons of it were ten episodes each. Yeah. So that was that was like a really fun break from Agents of Shield. Like if you haven't you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but if there's a way to find it, you guys watch Agent Carter. It's so good. Like both seasons are great. Yeah. It's just it's fun because really what Agent Carter is is it's a sequel to Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Because you know he jumps time. And then he's suddenly in our time. Yeah. But, you know, this is what happened to all those characters after he left. So you get, I mean, mostly it's Agent Carter, but then it's like you get to check in on like Dum Dum Dugan and uh, Howard Stark. Yeah. And all those people. And then they introduce Jarvis, like the actual Jarvis. not pretty, the Pretty badass. And he's really great. Him and Agent Carter, their dynamic is so fun to watch. They're like... Uh, I forget. I think his name's Hugh Dancy or something. Mm-hmm. He's just great. They're they're amazing. It's so it's well written. The the period details great. She kicks ass. You know she's really hot. She's got big boobs. If that's what you need to hear. <laughs> it's a great show. It's really well written though, and it has like a lot of girl power, like f- coolness. You know, like it's it's just great. It's really great. It has Chad Michael Murray from One Tree Hill in it. He's like a douchebag. So check it out, guys. All of Marvel's stuff is really killing it lately. Yeah, I, even the things I don't really like, I still like. Like I'd still watch it again, like Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's like that's probably the worst. In that's out of that's, all the things, that's, that's my least favorite thing. Yeah, and I still like watching it. Yeah. So. Ugh! God damn it! It's such a good series. But so yeah, so we're not going to get to Fantastic no, Beasts today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is okay because we can talk about it next time. We can maybe get a guest. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. 
We can get that. We can get something to talk about. Fantastic Beast. That requires a whole other discussion of. No, yeah, I was just thinking. I'm like, even if we stopped at half an hour, like I was like, we're gonna, because I know I feel like we're gonna disagree on some stuff. Yeah. Because you you said you really liked it. Yeah. And I didn't not like it, but I was I just I I recognize that there's lots of issues with the movie, but maybe you also recognize. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll get to that next time. Uh, where do we find you on the internet, JoJo? You can find me on Twitter at Bucky Gums. You can find me on Instagram at Bucky Gums. You can find me on Facebook at JJL Comedy. Any shows coming up? You got the Empire Comics? December 9th, we have uh, Empire Comics Vault. Uh, yes. So, last one of the year, so try to make it out to that. And then the week after that, um, let me get out my calendar because I don't know all the days in my head. It's basically like the uh, Saturday following following that one god damn it where's my calendar okay there it is uh yeah december 17th uh moving van show we're going to find a spot for it where the spot we find will be warm so you don't have to worry about there being water or 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 cold so yeah december 17th moving van show and then uh december 9th um empire comics vault at 11 20 fulton avenue at 8 p.m hella cool so 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 dope (laughs) That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram, Luke Soin on Facebook. Uh, I also do another podcast called The Sexy Podcast. Uh, we haven't done an episode for like a month, but we'll get back on it at some point. Um, I am going to be... I don't even know. I don't have... Let's see. I'm doing... So I'm doing a show in the Tenderloin at Our Little Comedy Club on uh, December 9th at 10 p.m., so if you want to brave the scariest neighborhood of San Francisco, come with me and Robert Amoto. We're going to be there. Uh, Bobby Clubs. And then uh, going to be seeing uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story on the 15th. It's going to be real cool. Uh, then be in Sonoma for Christmas with my family. <laughs> and uh, this is really cool, actually. Uh, on the 29th, Jojo and I are going to the Thrill Thrill House Records to uh, do a live show where they do stand up for like an hour, and then we do like a half. We get like twenty minutes. Was that what he said? Fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. We get to show our sketches from our YouTube channel, uh, which I was going to mention in a moment. Epic YouTube dot com slash Epic Tiki Comedy. So we're going to show a few sketches there live and talk about them and have people watch them. So if you want to come check that out and you're in San Francisco, come check it out. Uh, Luigi Diaz Sleezoid is what the show's called. Luigi Diaz is a comedian. We met him the other day. It was pretty cool. Cool guy. Uh, so that's going to be cool. And also Stand Up Nerdity, December 30th. Me and JoJo are on that. We're going to be doing exclusively nerdy jokes mm-hmm. with the likes of Dejan Tyler, who will be headlining, Keith Lola Jensen, Damian Harmony, and full Bounty Hunter getup. He's got a really cool um, uh, Mandalorian suit of armor. And uh, Kim Martell... And uh, that's all of us. There's six of us on that show. And then uh, there's one more thing. Comedy Concha, January 4th. Uh, I don't have it fully booked yet, but Saul Trujillo will be the headliner. He's hella nice. funny. He is hella funny. And, uh, yeah, like I said, YouTube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy. JoJo and I filmed a really funny sketch. And I'm not just saying that. I think we really killed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he interviews J.J. Abrams, which is crazy. So go check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's on Facebook too, if you want to look at it that way. And uh, oh, I dropped my microphone. <laughs> We're gonna do. We filmed an X Men sketch that got fucked up, so we have to refilm it. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good too. 
Yeah, it'll be good again. Yeah. And then we will do a Zack Snyder video at some point. So watch out for that stuff. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review. Comment on our Facebook page. Tell us what's up. Give us topics. Uh, the, the, I don't know. I f- oh, shit. I forget what that guy's name is. Uh, let's give a shout out to the guy who actually said something last time. Oh, yeah. That was really funny. His comment cool. was dope. Yeah, he was like he was insightful. He was smart. Yeah. He like it's it's what like I feel like a lot of shows that are like popular, you know, they're like, Oh, we get so many comments, but they're all garbage and like we get one and it's, it's like, like amazing. Really it's smart. the best possible comment. Oh god, I got hurt. let me I gotta go on Facebook and find his name. I'm gonna find your information, dude. Because your comment like floored us with how cool it was. It was great. Seriously. It was great. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. He had a lot of stuff to say. Here yeah. we go. Six comments. It's got to be this one. Okay. Benjamin Moore the fourth. So, uh, yeah. he. Uh, should we read the yeah, conversation? Yeah, yeah, So he wrote, in response to Ghost in the Shell, we were talking about the whitewashing issue. So he wrote, as one Ghost in the Shell fan to the next, I love your explanation of Batu, which is the guy with- Bato with the, with the robot Bato. eyes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Major Motoko Kusanagi is an amazing character who actually started me on loving anime. If you watch the movie and compare it to the anime movie, you'll see a few shots that are almost shot-for-shot recreation of the anime scenes, uh, Market Chase, Invisible Water Fight. And I have seen the anime now, and I can confirm that the trailer has those. Yeah, and that's actually, like, that's that's not unusual for, like, Action movies based on other yeah that's what, like, that's the kind of shit you want to see you want to see the iconic scenes yeah, yeah 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 and her fighting like the, the invisible water fight is just badass it's brutal in the anime yeah. yeah uh but if you read into the anime they actually hint this is the part about the whitewashing since the movie takes place so far ahead in the future there's a lot of rumor that Kusanagi was actually more Eurasian in her chassis build to promote relations between the U S and Japan which makes sense yeah. He said, I get the whole whitewashing into it, but I see why they didn't do it. Yeah. And then he said, Lucy Liu, get real. Devin Aoki would be a better choice. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Which I agree. I feel like you did, like you said Lucy Liu. Was that no, you? it was Mark who said oh, okay. Lucy yeah, Liu. Yeah, you're right. You're he right. was high as shit. Oh, God. That's, like, that's just like, oh, who's the only Asian actress I know about? Yeah. That's what. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's. That is that is right about the that her her chassis was built. That makes sense to me. That actually makes more sense to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, it's like with anime, it's always been kind of sketchy. It's like sometimes they're they're Japanese people, and sometimes they're white. Like, I mean, and if you watch like uh, who was it? You that was telling me about Attack on Titan is like German people. Uh, like they're ye- actually it's actually set in Germany. I feel like no, it wasn't me who said that. Okay, I somebody, feel like that's true. Somebody I was talking to was telling me Attack on Titan is it takes place in Germany or with German characters, so it's like it's an anime with the same style as like you know. Well, the the Titans in Attack on Titan are drawn specifically like they look like what American characters look like in animes. Like they're made to look American or white. Okay, I can't tell the difference. I just everyone everyone looks like an anime character to me, and I don't know. I just there's times when I'm like that's. I mean, obviously, like in Cowboy Bebop when they have those ads for the bounties, yeah, that's clearly a black guy because he's has black skin, yeah. But other than that, like I can't tell. Usually, I'm like I don't know what Spike is. Is Spike white or is he Asian? I think he's like Keanu Reevesy. Well, that's that's funny because <laughs> Keanu Reeves was trying to get that movie made for a long time, and he wanted to play Spike. Of course, he did. He yeah. actually would have been really great. Yeah, he would be bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, what's the fuck? What's the movie? John Wick. John Wick Two. Yeah. That looks so good. <laughs> did you see the first one? No. 
Dude. I didn't. I'm sorry. No, I'm just telling you. Like, I think a lot of people don't believe the hype. It's fucking awesome. Okay. It's like it shouldn't work. Like on paper, you're like, it's Keanu Reeves. He's getting older. He's in an action movie. This feels like a Liam Neeson joint. Like just like one of those like ah, I'm gonna get revenge. But Liam Neeson's joints are dope. Are like they're not all dope though. Like no, he does, he's been doing fair. a lot of ones. I haven't seen all of them, but. He's been doing a lot where he's just like kind of cashing in on the I'm an aging action star that's going to get revenge. Like he did the Taken movies and then they're just slowly been declining. Yeah. But uh and then John Wick is also directed by like a stunt coordinator guy, like a second unit director. Yeah. But like I don't know how they did it, but it's fucking like I mean the action scenes are some of the best action scenes ever, but then also like the story is pretty well told. Like it's that's actually good. I like written it when well and interesting. And you're like, he they they make it like, oh yeah, he should kill all these people, fuck them, <laughs> and also like you feel for him. It's really good. So uh, John Wick, check it out. And John Wick Two comes out next year sometime. And Benjamin Moore the Fourth, thank you for commenting. yes, thanks for being a fan. It's fucking awesome. We don't know how you know about our podcast, but thank you. Yeah, and thanks for reminding me about the chassis thing. I forgot that. That's pretty. That's a pretty good detail. And again, yeah. it, it feeds into like you know. Well, it's like her name could still be. Uh, Motoko Kusanagi yeah, well, and yet like she like and who knows what her body looked like before exactly and that's again like the, like if you're upset about the movie it's like well I mean like I totally get see it. it like see what's happening because there's explanations yeah no I in honestly this as a white guy I can't really say anything but I feel like it's just baby steps it's like it sucks but it's like on the bright side we're getting another movie with a female lead that's a big action movie yeah which, so, I mean, but yeah, it should be an Asian person. I would love to see, like, a movie that's just like, um, um, fuck, I can't remember his name right now, and I feel like an asshole. Steven Yeun. Yeah. I want to see Steven Yeun headline an action movie. Yeah. Glenn from The Walking Dead. Or well, the- he's not doing anything now. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck that show. Did you see, uh, <laughs> did you see that movie, um, oh, fuck. I'll talk to you about it after. Okay, yeah, we got to end this. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, as soon as we can. We, we're trying to work on sketches and some other projects, but we're going to do podcasting as much as possible. Yep. We'll, we'll review Fantastic Beasts next time. Yes. And maybe Gilmore Girls. Yes. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Shit, I got to push stop. <laughs>